What's up, everybody? It's Coulter Nuanez from your favorite daily sports talk show, Nuanez Now, which airs live each weekday between 4 and 6 p.m. on 102.9 ESPN Missoula, as well as statewide television, SWX Montana TV, and worldwide on the ESPN MT app. And of course, as you're listening right now, you can always find Nuanez Now archived as well on the Nuanez Now podcast. One of the biggest events on campus every single year at Montana State is the MSU Spring Rodeo. Get rodeo ready with the MSU Bookstore all month long. MSU Rodeo tees and equine accessories will be available starting on April 10th. All month long, you can get three t-shirts for $25, two crewnecks for $50, or two hoodies for $55. Go check out all the great rodeo gear at the Montana State Bookstore on the MSU campus. The Montana State Bookstore also does a great job of giving back some of their proceeds to help reduce textbook costs for students across the MSU community. And of course, it's your go-to place to get your blue and gold on game day or any other day. Montana State's rodeo team, as prestigious and nationally powerful as they come. So if you're planning on heading to the spring rodeo, swing by the MSU bookstore first. When you're in need of some Bobcat gear, Go check out the Montana State Bookstore located in the Strand Union Building on the Montana State campus in Bozeman, Montana. It's time for Montana's only daily sports talk show, Nuanez Now. Watch the show statewide on SWX Montana Television. I like football! Still wearing a coat. I almost never do that on the show. That's because it's still cold outside. It's a rainy, gloomy, but also excellent Monday. Welcome in, everybody. It's Nuanas Now, ESPN Radio, SWX Montana Television, at least hopefully momentarily, and the ESPN MT app. Thanks so much for kicking it with us to start your week. Uh, Today, grain of salt. I got some sun yesterday. Watched uh, my nephew Ellis scored his first goal ever in his first soccer game. That was glorious. Some of my best of the weekend, which we'll get to plenty best of the weekends here uh, in just a little bit. And then uh, woke up this morning and it was 90% chance of rain. And uh, here we are. So uh, spring right around the corner. So they tell me at least it's supposed to be in the, in the uh, high 70s earlier, or I guess later on this week and into the weekend. So maybe just maybe. I mean, it's April 24th, for goodness sakes. This has got to end. Long weekend, but fun weekend. Back from Bozeman. Thanks for those that followed along. Took the radio show uh, on the road again. Happy to have a new partner. Our um, new friends there at Skyshed and the Armory Hotel. Beautiful property. I didn't. We were so jammed up with guests on Friday, which was great. We had a whole bunch of great guests, including the debut of Montana State men's basketball coach Matt Logie. Uh, hired last Monday. Nuwana's now debut last Friday. Uh, if you want to see that interview or you want to hear that interview, you can always check it out on the Nuwana's Now podcast or by downloading the ESPN MT app. But I, uh, I didn't tell the history of the Armory. The Armory Hotel is built upon the old National Guard Armory in downtown Bozeman. And just another sign of, of how Bozeman's evolved and grown and changed. And uh, a, a really cool property. It was very fun 
being there, getting the tour. Um, they have all sorts of different properties within the hotel property. This cool speakeasy, which unfortunately wasn't open on Friday night, uh, but we still got to go down there and hang out, which was fun. Um, and, uh, you know, we were c- coming to you from Sky Shed, the rooftop bar there at the Armory Hotel. And it was just an all-around uh, fun venue, a fun new venue. I love doing the show from new places and making new friends and getting new partners here uh, for us at ESPN Radio. So thanks to those folks uh, for putting us up. And then got back yesterday, watched a little youth soccer, had some steaks, watched a, a, a weird movie that I haven't seen in quite some time. More on that in a second as well. And uh, But all, all in all, uh, a really good weekend, even though it was a, a busy one with a lot of travel. I'm um, happy to be back here on uh, this Monday. So we'll give you some of the best of the weekend college football and otherwise. Had a great time watching the NBA playoffs over the weekend as well. This Warriors-Kings series is just captivating me. I just I find it scintillating. I love it. Uh, so we'll talk some NBA playoffs. Finally, oh, finally, Aaron Rodgers actually really, truly, officially traded to uh, the New York Jets from the Green Bay Packers. So we'll talk a little Rodgers to the Big Apple. And then we also have uh, the Montana Football Hour, another Montana Football Hour. Uh, even though we've been doing basketball Seemingly endlessly for the last couple months because we did get to check out Montana State football on Saturday. So I was there uh, at the Sunny Holland Classic. So we got impressions. We got sound bites from Brent Vegan, uh, Mikado O'Reilly, Tommy Malott, and uh, maybe even a little comparing and contrasting between Montana and Montana State now that we've seen each of the teams live at some point this month. And uh, that's probably something we'll we'll let pour in to our number two as well. In our and probably into Tuesday as well. I, sh- I should say probably into tomorrow's show because our number two is actually uh, jam packed. Mike Person, former NFL offensive lineman, and uh, for the last couple years a coach in the NFL, he'll come to us uh, live from his home in Ohio. He is not coaching anymore. He he was coaching for the Dolphins last year. He's trying to figure out what the next step is. But the Glenn Dive product, the nine-year NFL veteran, uh, the Montana State former Montana State All American, he is one of our inductees to the Montana Football Hall of Fame this year. So our Montana Football Hall of Fame coverage continues. We had Colt Anderson on the show last week. Uh, A a look behind the curtain, not that you really care, but the reason we're doing these now, even though the banquet isn't for a couple months, is one, so we can promote the banquet. And uh, if you want to join us in Billings, June 23rd and 24th, please do. But also, because I'm the biography writer for both Colt Anderson and and, uh, Mike Person, and of course, because I'm me, and uh, I'm busy and I got a lot going on. I haven't written these yet, even though they're due on Sunday. So <laughs> need to get the, the perspective from the guys that the stories are about. So uh, we'll have some features about these guys, by the way, on SkylineSportsMT.com. But I appreciate them sort of letting let me sort of dual purpose the interview, right? Like I'm going to do the interview anyways. I might as well share it with all you guys. And we might as well have some fun talking Montana Football Hall of Fame. So that will lead uh, hour number two. And then today... The MHSA, the Montana High School Association, confirmed the uh, the postseason dates and places for all high school sports for the 2023-2024 school year. Uh, so we'll take you through all of that, which tournament's going where. You already know some of the, the old faithfuls like the all-class volleyball tournament. That's in Bozeman. It's always in Bozeman. Uh, but the news of the day, and we will extrapolate on this and, and uh, debate on this a little bit in hour number two, the Class AA basketball tournament coming to Missoula, Montana. For all of the great sports um, advantages that Missoula has and you know the passionate and giant fan base that the Grizz have in a variety of sports 
and uh, the great fan base that the Missoula Paddleheads have and Grizz Hockey and all, and all these different deals, um, hosting high school state tournaments has been something that has sort of eluded Missoula. We had the Class A boys basketball tournament here uh, a couple years ago, two years ago, but they've been far, few and far between, and I'm pretty sure this is the first time the AA tournament's been here in like 20 years. So this is a big deal, and I think it's cool for Missoula, and I hope we can help uh, embrace it because I do think there's uh, several factors into why Missoula is a little bit down on the totem pole include uh, when it comes to getting acquiring high school tournaments because make no mistake, this is a, a bidding deal, and it's a great deal for, for towns in Montana. No matter how big or small the town is, at the end of the day, every town in Montana is a small town. I mean, I guess you could say Billings is a bona fide true city now, but still a very, very small city. And so what I'm getting at is this is a huge boon economically for communities. So it is a big deal to get this, and so uh, I'm happy for Missoula. So time to get to today. We will talk uh, a variety of different elements of football and also some postseason basketball. And, of course, uh, we'll end up our number two talking about the NBA playoffs. That's a look at what we got going on here on Nuanas Now on 102.9 ESPN Radio, SWX Montana Television, back up on the tube, and the ESPN MT app. Also, thanks to Town Pump for getting us over to Bozeman as well. Uh, I hit up the Town Pumps in Rocker on the way to and from. Just so convenient, so easy, and appreciate Town Pump for keeping us fueled up. All spring football long. They, they've been the presenting sponsor of our spring football coverage here uh, at Nuana's Now. Last thing when it comes to the car, I was rolling here, uh, had a day at the house. It was gloomy. It was rainy. So I decided, okay, I'm doing nothing but administration stuff today. Going to write a bunch of emails, go through a bunch of stuff, set up a bunch of interviews, do some research, all the things. So I decided to start rolling in here to the, the studio about an hour before the show started. And I had to make a couple stops. I just got back from Bozeman, so I hadn't been at the house yet. So I went and got the mail. And, uh, you know, just the little things you got to do in your life. So then I'm rolling in here and I'm sitting here thinking, okay, I want to get the car washed. Just got back from the road trip. I know it's raining. That's okay. Dazzler's right next door. Mostly just wanted the vacuum. So I roll in and I, I turn on radio way, which is Dazzler's is the first thing you see. Missoula broadcast the company, the second thing you see. And I'm like, okay, it's 347. Let's see, let's see how long this is going to take. Let's, let's do it. Let's roll. Let's roll the dice and just roll into Dazzlers. Well, I got lucky. Not a soul was there, which is a rarity. It's become a very, very popular place, and it's because they do such a great job washing your car. But I got the full thing vacuumed and got through the car wash in the, in the span of six and a half minutes. I timed the entire process start to finish. So if you're in and around the area and you need your car wash, swing into Dazzlers. You can get it done uh, lickety-split. Um, Really efficient and one of the best car washes in the city of Missoula. I've been loving the NBA playoffs, and we've been playing the NBA playoffs uh, on this here radio station as often as we can. Do we have any NBA playoff action tonight, or what's what's the scoop? Uh, Andrew's the, the program director, so he's the guy picking the games. And when, when we have cracking games, the NHL playoffs rolling right now, Stanley Cup playoffs. So when, anytime there's cracking games, that'll take the priority as we are the affiliates of the Seattle Kraken and happy to be uh, affiliated with them for the first season uh, here at ESPN Radio. Well, what's going down in the uh, world of the NBA? Uh, well, we got Game 4 Kraken Avalanche tonight, so that's taking precedence nice, tonight. Cool. So what's that series at? Give me, give me the update. That's 2-1 Colorado, so okay. this is the Kraken's second home game, so they need this to send it back to Colorado. You know, 2-2, but it's been a good hard-fought series. Okay. Uh, well, how about the NBA this week? Do we, have, do we know uh, anything we got coming up? 
Andrew's going to say one second, so we'll let you know. But it's been really, really fun watching uh, the NBA. And that's what I did Sunday. But this weekend was interesting because I did have some live game coverage, obviously, at the Sunny Hall and Spring Classic there uh, for Montana State football. But there was not nearly as many bombshells. The last couple weekends have just been filled with brief after brief, news break after news break, all these players coming and going, transfer portal and coaching carousel, and round and round we go. There was not that much of that. But some of the best of the weekend that did make headlines. First of all, how about Duncan Hamilton? We keep on talking about him. I don't know what else to say because I think that anything else I could say would either be a repeat of what I've already said or, you know, I don't even know. The, the kid is the best athlete in the state of Montana right now on the national level. He, he just is. He ran the top 3,000-meter steeplechase time in the United States of America over the weekend. He defeated the young man who beat him in the national finals last year. So Duncan Hamilton was the silver medalist at the NCAA uh, National Track and Field Championships in Eugene, Oregon last spring. The young man who beat him, he beat over the weekend. Eight minutes, 25.17 seconds, which the crazy part is these guys are going to go quite a bit lower than that by the time the NCAAs roll around. But what a confidence boost for Duncan Hamilton, and he continues to affirm himself as, as truly one of the premier distance runners in the world. I mean, he he is truly one of probably the eight or ten best steeplechase runners on the planet Earth at this exact moment, and certainly one of the top two or three uh, in all of Division One college track and field. And and so that's why I always talk about this kid because I just I just really hope people can understand the perspective here. I mean, you might not geek out on track from a visual perspective. You might think it's boring to watch guys run in a circle for eight minutes. That's fine. If you don't, if you're not into the visual element of the sport, that's fine. You just got to know that a kid that went to Bozeman High School is is one of the great track and field athletes in the world right now. I think I just think it's amazing. I think all Montanans should be proud. It doesn't matter if you're a big Grizz person. You should be proud of this kid. You should be bragging about this kid because this kid is doing it uh, on the national stage. Here in Missoula, it was the final outdoor track and field meet of the spring. The first one with any sort of good weather. Poor Grizz. The Grizz don't have an indoor facility for track. That's about to change because, by the way, uh, they broke ground on the indoor practice facility here in Missoula on Friday. We were not able to attend the, uh, well, how do you say, the dirt digging ceremony, the breaking of the ground uh, that happened on Friday morning. But uh, we will fill you in on it. Maybe we'll get somebody from UM Athletics to come talk about it. But, uh Montana, no indoor facility for track and field. They host, so, so they have to go to Bozeman for all the indoor meets. But then they get to host the Bobcats and other regional teams three times during the outdoor season. But it's always early season because usually the snow melts and the weather's nicer earlier in Missoula than it is in Bozeman. Well, not so fast. Weather hasn't been nice anywhere. So the Grizz have had two poor uh Terrible weather for their, their their first two home meets, and then uh, this last Saturday, okay weather. And that led to some really good times, including Jaden Green running 14.23 seconds in the 110 uh, hurdles. That is the Montana school record. Jaden Green, who's had an outstanding senior year here at the University of Montana, uh, set the school record in the indoor 60-meter hurdles as well. Uh, he'll join us live tomorrow at 4.30, so excited to have uh, a track guy in studio. We've had some track kids on the show, but I don't actually know We've had any track kids live in studio because a lot of times they're just practicing. It is kind of fun, though, because track and field, 
it's just a little bit different of a, a vibe, right? Like a track athlete can just call me right before his workout and then, and then go work out. It's not necessarily like the, this mental thing, this like football or basketball or whatever. You're going to go get your training in. Okay, you can take five minutes before you start and then still get the training in. So we've had a ton of track kids on the phone but not necessarily here in studio. So we're looking forward to that uh, as well. We're going to keep talking NBA playoffs, but I just got to say, if I, I'm going to keep harping on it. But if you're the person that thinks that college basketball is better than the NBA, you got to watch the NBA playoffs. You just have to watch. It's just so captivating. The performance level and the intensity and the shot making and the storylines, it's just it's just unbelievable. I mean, the level of skill and the level of artistry and like what you're going to see it's just such an unbelievably high level. And, you know, I, I know I've been a broken record about it, but if you think that the reason college basketball is better is because there's more passion in it, go watch the Warriors-Kings series. Go watch the Knicks-Cavs series. Watch the Miami-Boston game tonight. With Giannis Antetokounmpo back, this thing's about to be a throwdown. Grizzlies-Lakers, can the can the Lakers put their, their foot on the throat of the Grizzlies? We'll see. Can the Grizzlies bounce back? But, I mean, that's just the storylines. The intensity of the games, the level of the competition, I get it. I believe you when you say the NBA guys don't play hard in January. I believe you. I, don't waste your time watching the NBA in January. Watch the NBA right now. The games are so amazing. And if you're missing basketball because of your March Madness hangover, go watch the NBA. We mentioned Aaron Rodgers. Uh, that's officially official. Of course, the Jets figured out a way to, to get it done three days before draft day, but uh, here we are, and uh, now we get the, the latest edition of the Aaron Rodgers Circus. Y- you thought it was a circus when he was chilling in one of the smallest metropolitan uh, markets in all of the NFL. Well, now, now he's playing for the New York Jets, so uh, might as well just dedicate the back page of the New York Post to Aaron Rodgers for the rest of time, or at least until the uh, the end of his time here with the Jets. Uh, so it should be pretty interesting to see how it plays out. It's probably going to be pretty tiresome by the time it's all said and done uh, in terms of of uh, all of the different narratives and storylines and commentary that's going to come out of, of New York with A-Rodge there. But we digress. We'll analyze that a little bit uh, more later on uh, in the week. We're going to spend most of, though, the Montana Football Hour presented by Blackfoot Communications talking about Montana State spring game. I spent the weekend in Bozeman. I will say this, the Bobcats are, I I would say, I mean, I haven't covered a lot of spring games outside of the state of Montana, but this version of the Bobcats are one of the hardest teams to analyze in these spring game situations because they run this, this spread option offense that is so unbelievably predicated on the quarterback run game, and they have two of the best-running quarterbacks in the United States in all of college football in Tommy Malott and Sean Chambers. And Saturday, Chambers didn't play, and Malott's wearing a non-contact jersey. So all of the analysis, whether it's the defense playing well or stepping up against the run or whatever, or you know, it's the, it's the defense containing the quarterback run game, or it's the offense running wild, or the offense not running wild, or any of it, it's hard to, to decipher because the Cats essentially run a version of the option on on every offensive play. Well, if the quarterback run game isn't a part of that option, then it eliminates a huge portion of it. And so then what would happen next had the quarterback been live? You don't know. You really can't tell. So all of our analysis about Montana State spring game will certainly come uh, with a grain of salt. 
But I do have a few impressions, including, of course, I always am starting and finishing, analyzing and talking about the offensive line. And I left, once again, incredibly impressed with Montana State's offensive front. So we'll do five big takeaways on the Bobcat spring game in just a minute. This is the Montana Football Hour. It's presented by Blackfoot Communications. Blackfoot Communications has been serving Montana homes for more than six decades, providing communities with new and better ways to communicate in and connect to a changing world. With their expanding high-capacity fiber network and innovative voice solutions, Blackfoot's customers have access to latest technologies backed by 24-7 technical support. To learn more about how Blackfoot can provide the right service for your business, visit goblackfoot.com. We'll start this off with some general thoughts from Montana State head coach Brent Vegan on the Sunny Holland Spring Classic. Then we'll take a break, and we'll give you five big takeaways from the Bobcat Spring Game. All right, it's good, uh, you know, good to get through the spring game here. Um, you know, first thing I would, you know, really appreciate the crowd that showed up today. I thought we had an excellent showing. Uh, you know, and that's what you, what you play a spring game for is to to give the guys that haven't been in a game time or a game a game like situation that feel. Um, and I know it's not exactly a Saturday in the fall, but with the crowd we had today, um, it was pretty significant. And you know, playing in front of fans, playing when the uh, the the time is on the clock and the score is, is being kept is something you don't uh, you don't get a piece of the rest of uh, spring ball or fall camp. So the next time we'll be out there will be I think it's September 2nd. So it was a good uh, good day for our guys and, and really thank the the crowd for showing up. And you know I, I think is what you want. You want a relatively clean game. You want to walk away and feel like it looked like football. And, and you know a lot of guys got an extra opportunity here, another opportunity to show what they can do and. And I think that's what we'll feel like we walked away with. Um, you know, not a lot of fireworks necessarily uh, offensively when you have, you know, uh, Tommy Mallott in a gold jersey. There's only so much he can do run-wise and, you know, skill-wise, tight end-wise, receiver-wise. Um, you know, we were down numbers today, and a lot of guys that were making plays in the fall weren't out there, but uh, generally pleased with the way it, way it looked. And um, we'll have a chance to evaluate and come out of, of spring with our you know, our next Jeff chart, and that's that's the foundation of uh, where we will be heading into the summer. Um, you know, certainly charge the guys to have, you know, a, a real significant uh, outlook as far as the, the the improvement that needs to be in front of us. Um, you know, when you talk May, June, and July, um, we need to be a better team come August than we are today. And, you know, uh, really count on our leaders to, you know, and obviously working with Coach Heron and his staff to get that done through the next several months. Brett Vegan, the first of several sound bites here on Nuana's Now ESPN Radio. The Montana Football Hour, presented by Blackfoot Communications, rolls on. Brett Vegan, Tommy Mallott, Mikado O'Reilly, and five takeaways from the Bobcat Spring Game. Next, keep it right here. Nuana's Now ESPN Radio. Colter Nuanas here coming to you from the ESPN MT studio on behalf of ESPN Missoula as well as Skyline Sports. We're here with one of our best sponsors or our best partners here at Blackfoot Communications. This is a fun one for me though because this is like full circle. This is this is life coming full circle for us. We're here with Judy Gear. I actually knew Judy as just a baseball mom and one of the moms of my buddies growing up when we were little kids. Judy is the channel development manager at Blackfoot Communications. How long have you been there at Blackfoot? Just about nine years. Well, so tell people just about that role. I mean, what is it that you do there at Blackfoot? 
At Blackfoot, we have certified channel partners uh, who sell Blackfoot services on behalf of Blackfoot. So they own their own companies, they're a local or a regional provider, and they work with Blackfoot to sell our services to their clients. So it really expands Blackfoot's reach in the area. What's your favorite part about this role they have there at Blackfoot? It's the relationships. Blackfoot people, and I know that we talk about our culture and we talk about our people and they are just the best of the best. And I would say that our partners are that as well. They own their own companies, they have their own staff, but I'm the conduit for them within Blackfoot. So it's a real unique role. I work with other people and other companies and other businesses on behalf of Blackfoot. Well, Blackfoot's so great at helping all sorts of different businesses grow. They've helped us here at ESPN Radio and at Skyline Sports grow so much, and it's uh, it's been a great collaboration. So if you want to find out how Blackfoot can help you, visit goblackfoot.com. ESPN Missoula. Watch the show statewide on SWX Montana Television. One of the most surreal and visually cool concerts I've ever been to at the Kettle House Amphitheater also happened to be perhaps the worst weather and certainly the wettest I've ever been to. Nuanas now ESPN Radio coming back with some Gary Clark Jr. here on your Monday. It's been a rainy, drizzly Monday. Gary Clark Jr. coming back to the Kettle House Amphitheater July 26th. So very excited for that show. But last time he was here, I think this would have been like August or September of 2019. And uh, it was absolutely pouring, pouring rain. And the reason it was so visually cool is he already had some pretty cool visual elements in terms of his light show. But with the pouring rain coming down and then like the runoff off the top of the overhang of the amphitheater, it it like made the water glisten in the air. And it was just a crazy looking show and a testament to how great of a musician and showman Gary Clark Jr. is because the weather was absolutely horrific. And everybody that was there at the beginning was there at the end. It was such a great show. And we all were sort of, communally sharing in our misery. So I can't wait for Gary Clark Jr. to come back. The Montana Football Hour rolls on here on ESPN Radio, SWX Montana Television, and the ESPN MT app. It's presented by Blackfoot Communications. To learn more about how Blackfoot can provide the right service for your business, visit goblackfoot.com. If you heard the Sports Center, (laughs) I know, I'm so predictable. Sue me. By the way, if you want to be a part of the conversation, text us, 406-888-1029. Talking all things spring football. Montana State heavy today because the Bobcats had their spring game about three full weeks after the Grizz uh, over the weekend in Bozeman, and I was there on hand. I know I'm so predictable, but of course I was watching the offensive line. But there was a lot to watch on Saturday because Montana State last year returned no starters coming into the year. They had hardly any upperclassmen. They were expected to be this sort of undersized, underdog, super young unit. And what do you know? They rushed for 312 yards per game, and the Bobcats won the Big Sky Conference Championship and uh, won 12 games and went to the FCS uh, playoff semifinals for the third year in a row. I thought it was the overachieving and surprise group of the season in the entire Big Sky Conference. But now the narrative is completely flipped. The Bobcats have everybody coming back on the offensive line. They have seven players that have started in games and started in big games. And uh, 
I think that now now they're going to have a target on their back, and they're going to be expected to be. I mean, what is the measure of success for Montana State's offensive line this upcoming season? You have to be the best unit in the Big Sky Conference, and you have to be one of the best units in the country, given what you did last year when most of your guys were only sophomores with one junior. Now you got most of your guys all juniors and just one senior in Cole Sane. But I thought that what Montana State's doing to push that group and what they're doing to sort of continue to fortify the offensive line is is smart, and it was also intriguing to watch. So uh, this all sort of starts with the emergence of Connor Moore. Connor Moore is a six foot five, three hundred pound left tackle uh, out of uh, out of Ohio, and uh, he's just a redshirt freshman. But he had a great redshirt year, put on a bunch of weight, uh, got the size that he needed, and so he was working in with the first team offensive line at left tackle. That's pretty crazy because. Rush Reimer was an All-American at left tackle last year, and now here he is as a junior, and he was playing left guard. And I'm not saying these switches are permanent. Uh, I actually do think that it remains to be determined, but they're trying to figure out a way to make competition between their top seven to nine guys, and they're trying to make sure that those guys can play multiple, if not all, the positions. So Reimer getting reps at guard does nothing but help the unit. So the number one offensive line was Connor Moore at left tackle, Rush Reimer at left guard, J.T. Reed, who was the starting left guard a year ago at center, Justice Perkins, who's the returning all-conference center for the Bobcats, he was anchoring the white offensive line. Part of that was to get him more reps with some of the younger quarterbacks like Jordan Reed and Chance Wilson. And part of that was so that Perkins could sort of anchor the white O-line, which was a bunch of young guys. Uh, they need that veteran leadership. They needed the center to be able to sort of get them lined up. Then J.T. Reed gets reps with Tommy Malott uh, at center. Cole Sane also worked in at center a little bit, but was the number one right guard. And then Marcus Weir, who was the starter at right tackle uh, a year ago before breaking his leg, he was back in at right tackle. And that's another intriguing fold. He's a converted defensive lineman out of Building Central, came into Montana State about 230 Got up to about 250 while playing D-line, but now he's up to 300 pounds that he's playing the offensive line. Uh, one of my favorite little clips from last year was when Marcus Ware came on this show last August, and he gave us a rundown of everything he was eating. It's like, man, this, is, this guy is dedicated. He is dedicated to the cause of the team. Uh, pretty impressive. But that's all to say, then, all those guys I just named plus – Titan Fleischman plus Jacob Kettles. Both those guys will be back off of injuries as well. Montana State has eight legitimate linemen that could be like all-conference caliber guys. So they're working them in at different spots to promote competition and just to see uh, how all the chips may fall. Several sound bites here on Nuanas now, starting with Brent Vegan on exactly the strategy behind the Bobcat offensive line reshuffling. The blue team had a lot of the uh, the most proven offensive linemen, and, and they seem to move the ball pretty well, especially early. So, I mean, is that what you want to see when you do have some of the most proven guys up front? Yeah, and, you know, you look at, at the big picture. Offensive line was a, a position where we already are deep. We had most of those guys. So, you know, we got seven guys that have, have uh, played in games. Um, so even two guys were on the other team. So that should have been a strength of the outfit today, uh, contrary on the defensive line. Interior-wise, we are down um, there, so that should have been an advantage to the, you know, in particular the blue team. But yes, we need to, you know, we need to be able to lean on that group, um, you know, and, and I think we've seen, you know, really good progress through the spring with, with the offensive line. Um, 
you know, and ultimately there's a lot to play out yet. You know, like I said, there's seven guys that have played in games, and that includes Connor Moore, who didn't play a lot, but we count on him for big things. We'll add Jacob Kettles back to the mix, Titan Fleischman, so that's now nine guys. Um, so, you know, competition up front, depth up front is, is critical, and I, I do think we have that. How much of Connor Moore's emergence does let you do some of that mix and match stuff? You saw Reimer play in left guard and JT replay in center. Well, I, I think what you want to look at it, we want to create as much position flexibility as we can. Um, so the older guys that have played, you know, if they can, um, like, rush, add another position uh, potentially to their uh, their ability to be on the, on the field. Um, you know, Cole Sane snapping. We've snapped uh, JT Reed a little bit. Um, while at the same time locking Connor Moore into tackle, continuing to lock Omar into guard, you know, because what we want to do in the fall is get our best five out there consistently. It doesn't mean we're just going to play five, but, you know, um, position flexibility, competition uh, is is there, and, you know, a young guy like Connor uh, deserved a look and really made a, a good impression here this spring. We'll come out with a depth chart, and, and is that set in stone? Not necessarily, but we really liked what Rush did at guard. You know, and, and again, fitting it to, together um, so we can get the best five out there to start the that first game is what we're after. You know, and, and you know, CNJT and Cole Sane, you know, snap the ball a little bit, play some center. That gives, you know, uh, Justice some, some competition that he wouldn't have otherwise if we didn't, uh, you know, plug someone else in there. So we'll see how it plays out. Um, I think the guys have uh, taken to it. And they understand why we're, we're doing it. And, uh, you know, I think, you know, we're after team success. It's particularly smart from the center position. Nuan is now ESPN Radio because Justice Perkins is a great center. If he goes down, though, if you don't have another center, that could just derail your entire season. I remember this happened to the Grizz a couple of years ago, and you're just scrambling. I've actually seen it happen to both Montana and Montana State off the top of my head now that I think about it. So you got to have a backup. I mean, any amount of depth you can get, and getting your best five guys on the field. I mean, Rush Reimer's an All-American at left tackle, right? What if he's even better at guard, and then your best five is Connor Moore at left tackle? Or what if, you know, somebody else is, is your best center? Or, you know, what any sort of competition is, is good, for sure. So I think it's smart what Montana State's doing. Tommy Malott does, too. A little bit different of a center for you. Usually Justice Perkins, but you're working with JT Reed today. How do you think that went? Yeah, so I was with both of them today. Uh, first half with JT, and I've been with him a lot throughout the spring. He's been working his butt off for us, um, finding ways and uh, getting opportunities out there. Uh, you know, I think he plays uh, the center position. He, he's super physical. He does a great job there. I'm super excited for him, and um, you know, he's just working on working on his working on uh, the snap, I suppose. You know, we had that one issue there, middle of it, but um, just in general, he's been super consistent, um, working on that a lot. You know, it's a different, it's a different, a whole different game when you got to snap and then go block someone. So, uh, you know, he's he's learning that way, and then you know, Perk obviously that steady hand, that consistency all throughout the game on both sides there. So both of them, you know, they did a great job today. Um, kept him healthy, super ho- super proud of that for sure. It's interesting just. Uh, last year, everybody's asking how that group was going to be, and now everybody's expecting them to be one of the best in the country. So, how do you think? How do you hope they handle that mindset change? Yeah, no, it's for sure different. You know, you had that uh, chip on your shoulder like last year, uh, not much for expectations, and now it's entirely different. So, uh, you know, I think that they'll rise up to the occasion. I think they're a close group uh, that works super hard. Um, they're not too involved as to what the media has to say about them, uh, good or bad. You know, they just stick with the people around them. Uh, they got that guy's back. They got my back. They got the running backs back. They got everyone on this team's back, and so. That's just who they are. They're super consistent. Um, I think they'll be great with it. Montana Football Hour.
presented by Blackfoot Communications. Visit goblackfoot.com to see how Blackfoot can help you and your business. Wrapping about all things Sunny Hall and Classic, the MSU spring game played out on Saturday. How about this coincidental statistic? 99 plays in 99 minutes. I thought that was hilarious and obviously completely unintentional. That's just the way that it worked out. You just heard from Tommy Malott, but here's some more from Montana State's junior quarterback. I think the narrative around Malott is fascinating because he once was this upstart, fresh-faced kid who took over as the starting quarterback for uh, a, a top-five team in the country as a true freshman and made his first start ever in the playoffs. And then all of a sudden, he leads Montana State on one of the great playoff runs, not only in MSU history, but in Big Sky Conference history as well. And all of a sudden, the Cats are playing in the championship game. But then, Malak gets his leg wrapped up by North Dakota State. He's out of the national championship game. The Cats get absolutely steamrolled, and the questions about Tommy Malak start. Was it just lightning in a bottle? Is he just a flash in the pan? How will he do if, if, he, if he lost a step because of the injury? How will the injury affect him? All that sort of stuff. Well, Malak comes back healthy last year, and he was outstanding last year. I mean, he rushed for over 1,000 yards, scored 13 rushing touchdowns, did what he needed to do with his arm, but more than anything, he also worked in tandem with Sean Chambers to form one of the best two-headed monsters in all of college football. And you talk about next man up, when when Chambers went out against Oregon State, it became Tommy Malott's show. Then when Tommy Malott went out against Eastern Washington, now it's Chambers' show. And they go back and forth and back and forth. And having both those guys was such a huge advantage for Montana State because at, at every point during the season, they had at least one of them. If Chambers would have been healthy in the playoffs against South Dakota State, that would have taken uh, Montana State. That would have helped Montana State a lot. But there's always going to be the thought and the talk about Tommy Malott and his ability to throw. Malott can make most of the throws that Montana State needs him to make in the scope of this offense to make him dangerous and to make them dangerous. Will will he ever be like a Justin Herbert type? Of course not. But he could also be very good. And I think the thing that I always try to reemphasize is. Knowing Tommy Malott and his makeup and how he's wired, he's going to get as good as he's going to get. He's going to get. He's going to maximize his potential, whatever that potential is, because he he works so hard. He's going to put in the work. He's going to analyze. He's going to self scout. Now, who knows how how high that upside is? Is is that upside first team All Conference? Is that upside? You know, first team All American? I don't know. Is it somewhere in between that? Is it maybe not even as a first team All Conference guy, but just sort of the key cog in the offense, I'm not sure. But he's going to maximize his abilities, and I think that that's a huge plus for Montana State. But the thing I think that I noticed about Tommy Malott, and this is just natural because, you know, the the, the difference between a 19-year-old and a 21-year-old, it's just significant. You grow a lot both mentally and physically during that time in your life. And just talking to Tommy Malott, even though I only spent 10 minutes with him this this weekend, you, you can tell he's grown up a lot. He's he's a young man now. He's no longer the fresh-faced kid from Butte. He's a, he's a young man, and he's carried himself with an a, a, a additional swagger. I think he knows that he's an upperclassman now. He's a junior. And now there's a lot of guys, actually probably half the guys on the roster at least, that either weren't on the team or were red shirts when Tommy Mallott was going on his crazy run during the playoffs. But they're younger than him. They look up to him now. You know, If they're Montana guys, they saw this kid sort of take this state by storm. So that gives you a lot of gravitas. It gives you a a lot of elevated leadership. He's got a lot of natural leadership ability, but being older and sort of having the proven 
you know, battle wounds and, and the proven swagger, it, it really helps for sure. So I asked Tommy Mott just about what he worked on this offseason and his mindset coming into his junior year. So much of your offense includes the, the quarterback run game. So how do you evaluate what just went down here today when it, that part's kind of limited with you wearing yellow? We were able to do the stuff that we needed to do. Um, we know we're really basic today, working on our offense, working on the base things that we're going to be doing all year round, um, all throughout the season, uh, you know, really honing in on those things. So I thought it was good work out there today, offense and defense. I think that was a solid way to end uh, in the spring for sure. How would you describe your mindset coming into this season? Um, you know, just a growth mindset, just like always, um, you know, taking it day by day, um, trying to grow. I think we had a, I think I had a great spring. I worked on a lot of things, work on, working on throwing a lot. And, uh, you know, we got to grow that aspect of our offense. And, um, you know, I think we, we took a step in the right direction throughout this spring. And, uh, you know, now it's just an opportunity to get with those guys, get with the newer guys after springing ball, when they got an understanding of everything, you know, they're really honed in and, and to get on a, you know, get a good chemistry between us and then, you know, roll into fall and just continue to grow. And, and, you know, so my mindset is just that, yeah, just that growth mindset. Tommy Watt here on Nuanas now, breaking down Montana State's spring football game. Again, like I said, and like we just talked about with Tommy, there's great assault, all of this, because first of all, a lot of the, the best players of the Cats weren't playing in this game. Sebastian Valdez, who's the All-American defensive tackle, was not playing in this game. Nolan Askelson, who's expect, expected to be one of Montana State's top linebackers, was not playing in this game. Uh, Lane Sumner, Kagan Williams... A couple guys that are expected to be Montana State's, uh, among at least their stable of running backs, if not their top two running backs. Uh, they were not playing in this game. So a lot of guys out. That's the way it goes with these spring games quite a bit. But, and also with the quarterback not being live, it's also hard to, to decipher what's going to happen, the results of any and all of these plays. But that said, Montana State, I think it's undeniable, is going to be able to run the ball this upcoming year. They've done it at a, such a high level for the last handful of years. Last year, they took it to a completely different level with a lot of the outside zone elements uh, that they added to the offense. And uh, whether it's Elijah Elliott or Jared White or Garrett Kuhn or you know if Kega Williams could come back healthy, the former San Diego State transfer, Lane Sumner, any of those guys can be the guy all those guys can work in tandem with each other. So I don't really think it matters who plays running back at Montana State. I think Brent Vegan agrees. As I've talked about, I, I see us as a backfield by committee um, come the fall. We, we will have um, you know a couple freshmen that we that we continue to add to the mix. And you know, uh, I think I think Jared. Uh, let's. I'm not going to go in any particular order here, but just as I think about him, I think Jared had a couple good runs. It's good to see him back. I mean, it's been a battle back for him. Injury-wise, um, you know, Elijah, I think, uh, continued to improve through the course of the year last year. Um, you know, and he's uh, he's been kind of the constant back there, and that's, that's important uh, that, that he continues to be that. Uh, Marquis, you know, the type of game we played today didn't necessarily highlight, and then he pops that runoff at the end, and you're reminded of kind of what he can he can do, um, and then Gary Kuhn as well. So, you know, having four of them um, and those guys being able to battle through through spring was, was good and stayed healthy and you know uh um constant battle i think for who's going to get those touches um and like i like i said i think it's going to be a, a backfield by committee approach and we'll see how the you know we add those other pieces to the puzzle how that'll play out in fall camp montana football hour presented by blackfoot communications visit goblackfoot.com see how blackfoot can help you and your small business Nuana's now espn radio 
breaking down Montana State's spring football game. We, we always see sort of the, the need to replace stars in college football. And two years ago, how do you ever replace Troy Anderson and, and Daniel Hardy and, and Trey Webb and had a really talented senior class that helped spearhead that run to the national championship game at MSU? But they had stalwart guys that had a lot of name recognition, like Ty Okada, like Callahan O'Reilly, like Tyrell Thomas, and the James Campbell kind of became one of those guys. This year, now all those guys I just named are gone. And if you follow the program closely, you know a lot of the names of the guys that Montana State needs to step up. But if you're just sort of a general Big Sky observer, you're not an intense fan of Montana State, you might not know names like Miles Jackson, who's expected to be one of Montana State's starting corners, or Drew Polidor, who's a converted corner who's battling it out with Tyson Pottinger at free safety, or you know even Ryland Ort, although Ort has gotten a few headlines, for better or worse, uh, during his college career. But a guy that's played a little bit more than some of these other guys I'm naming. But still, you know, if he became a star, that'd be nothing but a plus for Montana State. You know, Caden Dowler and Lavelle Price, the guys that are battling it out to replace Okada. Danny Ulula-Kepa or McCade O'Reilly or Nolan Askelson, who's going to be the next Bobcat linebacker? I mean, I would say on their defense, they only have two true bona fide stars, Montana State does. Brody Greeby, the Melstone, Montana product, and Valdez, who I think is the best interior defensive lineman not named Alex Gubner uh, in the Big Sky Conference. The secondary, though, is where people are really watching at Montana State because they do lose those three guys that were participating in the NFL Pro Day, I guess four guys that were participating in NFL Pro Day two weeks ago there at Montana State. Ty Okada, Callahan O'Reilly, Jeffrey Manning, Tyrell Thomas, and James Campbell. O'Reilly, obviously a linebacker, but a lot to replace on the back end for the Bobcats. Brett Vegan addressed exactly that following the Sunny Holland Spring Classic. Yeah, I know that's a, that's a group with a lot of uh, new faces. Um, you know, Blake Stillwell being one of those new faces that's missed a lot of time in the spring due to injury, but he's been out there now the last, uh, you know, the last this last week in particular. And for him to make a play like that, I, I do think he's got a lot of ability. So um, certainly good to see that. You know, I think Aiden Parks made the other one. That was a, a heck of a grab. We got a lot of... You know, we got position battles going on in the interior. And Ryland Orr certainly established himself as our strong safety, but who's going to back him up at free between uh, Drew Polidor, Tyson Pottinger, and then and Blake Stillwell? That's a non, that's going to be an ongoing battle. And at that nickel position between Caden and uh, Caden Dollar and Lavelle Price, um, you know, I, I think they're they're both left their mark here this spring. So a lot of uh, potential in that group. Um, you know, some big shoes to fill. But uh, yeah, I like our progress right now, and you know, corner position will continue to reinforce that spot um, but the emergence of Miles Jackson you know has been one of the things that I have probably haven't talked about enough this this spring um, you know Miles is really coming to his own and for the first time since I've been here it feels like he's settled into a position I know we've kind of moved him back and forth and he's just got a different confidence about him so um, you know a uh, ways to go collectively with the five positions on the back end Joining us now, ESPN Radio, SWX Montana Television, and the ESPN MT app. Another guy I think that would really be advantageous for Montana State if he was able to rise to be a legitimate Big Sky Conference starter at the least, but maybe even an all-conference type guy, is McCade O'Reilly. He's the younger brother of Callahan O'Reilly. I thought McCade was one of, if not the best players in Class AA his senior year at Bozeman High. He was tearing it up for the first month of the year, and then he, he snapped his ankle, and he missed the whole rest of his senior year. 
And then he sort of had to wait his turn. He came to Montana State. He redshirted. And then he's kind of just been stuck uh, in a group that had a lot of depth. And now here he is as a fourth-year junior. And his big brother, Cal, is maybe on the way to the NFL, but certainly uh, leaves behind a, a strong reputation after three straight All-Big Sky seasons. And now Makeda Riley has the, uh, some would say, unenviable task of trying to step in and fill those big shoes left by his big brother. I thought he played really well on Saturday, and I think he's a guy that could be a rising star for Montana State. If that's true, that's big for the Bobcats. I feel like we've uh, made a lot of steps towards what we're working towards, which is the national championship. So just keep growing together as a team and growing that bond, which is going to ultimately help us you know, accomplish our goals. So. Seemed like a pretty good exchange between the front seven and the offensive line. What sort of work does that, how does that help you guys going against that number one offensive line for the blue? Uh, it's good. It's a lot of fun. I mean, I share a lot of friendships with that O-line, so it's always fun to get to compete with them, especially in front of this crowd. So. What do you think's allowed you, you to, to play yourself into this position, uh, especially since, you know, you had that bad injury in high school and kind of had to wait your turn, so how have you been able to sort of rise through the ranks here? It's been good. It's been a long journey, but, you know, I've also been playing football every single day, so it's not like I'm out of the zone or uh, unfamiliar with the game at all. I mean, I play football the same way that everyone else plays football on Saturdays for the past four years, so I've really been able just to work on my, my own game and my own craft. Interesting perspective, but it's so true. He plays football every single day. The times he just hasn't gotten in as much is just in games. Uh, over the last couple of years, Mikado Riley here on Nuanas Now, uh, ESPN Radio. Last point I'll make on what I observed on Saturday is just the uh, the addition of Lenyatta Junior Alexander. He goes by Junior Alexander. He's a transfer from Washington, former four star recruit, and he is a beautiful looking athlete. First and foremost, he's six foot three, two hundred and six pounds. Uh, runs really, really well. He's built really, really well. Very intimidating frame. But Montana State's playing him at the inside receiver spot. They've moved Cleavon Thomas, who was the starting H last year, to the outside. And so that's going to be a a, a different fold for MSU. They've rolled with largely small sort of prototype slot receivers like Willie Patterson and uh, Coy Steele. Taco Dowler, who was out in this uh, scrimmage on Saturday. Another one that's just your prototype uh, small slot. But now if you have a big guy there who's willing to block as well as uh, can beat one-on-one coverage out of the slot. Pretty darn impressive. Here's Brett Vegan on his UW transfer. We hope to play uh, Cleveland outside by and large. Um, I know we kind of we made that transition later in the year last year. And then, um, you know, Junior's a guy that is bigger, but I think really has the ability to play inside. He's got a real good feel in there. So how you saw him today is how he's been practicing um, most of the spring. And, and, you know, I think he's a big-bodied guy that's got excellent body control, um, catches the ball really well, you know, giving us a bigger body type to block inside is uh is part of the thought process there too so um excited about the progress juniors made um and it was it was good everybody got to see it firsthand today brett vegan here on nuanas now it's the montana football hour presented by blackfoot communications well at least tease comparing and contrasting montana and montana state now that we've seen the grizz and the cats live over the last couple weeks we'll start with the quarterbacks a conversation that will continue into tomorrow Who's got the edge at all the different position groups based on our brief observations from the spring between the Cats and the Grizz? That's next. Keep it right here. Nuanas Now, ESPN Radio.
for unquestionably committed coverage of Montana, Montana State, and Big Sky Conference athletics from a homegrown local source, you can count on Skyline Sports. The grassroots news-gathering organization is owned and operated by Coulter and Brooks Nuanas, a pair of Missoula natives and University of Montana graduates. For the best sports journalism in the state, you can choose to buy local when you choose to buy Skyline Sports. For $8 a month or $90 a year, you can get the best coverage available at SkylineSportsMT.com. Skyline Sports, every day, every season. This is Nuanas Now on 102.9 ESPN Radio Missoula. If you know how much I love 4th of July, you know it's got to be such a good concert for me to want to be spending my 4th of July out there at the amphitheater. But Jason Isbell, the 400 unit, definitely, certainly that good of a show. Can't wait for it. Can't wait to be spending the uh, evening on 4th of July down there along the banks uh, of the Blackfoot River. So fun. So excited for concert season to be here. And uh, so excited for that show. It's Nuanas Now, ESPN Radio, SWX Montana Television, and the ESPN MT app. Jam-packed Montana football hour. We talked... A variety of different things, mostly from Montana State's spring football game, the Sunny Holland Classic on Saturday in Bozeman. Heard from Brent Deegan, Montana State head coach, Tommy Mallott, Montana State junior quarterback, as well as Mikado O'Reilly, Montana State junior linebacker. And uh, also talked about a variety of other different pieces of news and uh, accomplishments from over the weekend. You can find everything from today's Montana football hour. Presented by Blackfoot Communications. To see how Blackfoot can help you and your business, visit goblackfoot.com. We'll compare and contrast what we've seen at Montana and Montana State tomorrow during the show. But we got to get out right now because a guy who played in the NFL for nine years, Glenn Dives' finest, Mike Person, our Montana Football Hall of Fame coverage continues. Keep it right here. Nuanas Now, ESPN Radio. What's up, everybody? It's Coulter Nuanas from your favorite daily sports talk show, Nuanas Now, which airs live each weekday between 4 and 6 p.m. on 102.9 ESPN Missoula, as well as statewide television, SWX Montana TV, and worldwide on the ESPN MT app. And of course, as you're listening right now, you can always find Nuanas Now archived as well on the Nuanas Now podcast. If you haven't checked out the M Store in downtown Missoula, you need to. At the M Store, they're all Grizz all the time. They have some of the best, but more importantly, most unique selection of Grizz gear you're going to find anywhere. They got stuff that nobody else in town, nobody else in the state of Montana has available. And right now, the M Store has a whole bunch of great deals going on. April specials include huge percentage discounts on all headwear, sweatshirts, and jackets. They also are now an authorized Apple service provider. They offer computer repair. They got MacBooks, iPads, and a whole bunch of great Apple products in store there as well. Go check out the M Store, located at the corner of Higgins and Broadway in downtown Missoula, Montana. It's a great new location, a ton of merchandise, all April long at the M Store. Polos, headwear, sweatshirts, jackets. Go check out all their maroon and silver. The M Store, where they're all grizz all the time. 